going on, many, many rituals that's going on. Hebrews, the third chapter. Let's stand as we honor God's word by standing. I'm going to read to you verse first six verses of Hebrews 3, and then we're going to preach a message. We won't cover all six verses. I'm just using those as a context. Uh, Hebrews 3 and verse 1 says, Wherefore, and there it is again, uh, that means that it's connected to uh, chapter 2. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession of, uh, of Christ Jesus, our profession of our profession Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, which is the church, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you for the time we have together. Lord, we're just so thankful that uh, you're who you are, and, and we're so thankful that uh, the great apostle has given us a, a much more understanding of Christ than we've ever known. I know much more understanding than these Jews knew, and Lord, it's just been a, it's been a wonderful thing to study. I, I, would, I would love to come out here and be able to preach as I study, Sometimes that's, it just doesn't happen. But Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us in all things. You'll take care of us, Lord. And we, we're thankful that you watch over us and, uh, I'm thankful that you watched over Brother Gary and Sister Chelsea as they traveled to, uh, Nashville this week. And, and Lord, uh, with great anticipation. But Lord, we know that you had a reason for that. You had a reason for that, and, and possibly, Lord, the reason you had for it was to teach a lot of us some things that we just take for granted, Lord. And I pray that uh, we'll understand that as I pray, as I taught Sunday, that, you know, God does answer some prayers, but some prayers he doesn't answer, and there's reasons why. There's reasons why he answers them. There's reasons why he doesn't answer them. And, Lord, I just pray as I prayed when I heard about Gary, I prayed, Lord, that I would not be the one that would hinder him from from not getting uh, the kidney that uh, he needs. But, Lord, we just pray that you'll see fit if it be your will to bless us in everything, Lord. Go with us as we study your word, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Uh-uh. Last week we talked about the heavenly calling. Uh, 
you know, if, if, if you haven't been called from heaven, you haven't been called. And, and I, I've, I, I'm pretty sure I made that pretty clear last week that there's a lot of people are called by parents, grandparents, uh, friends and family and such and, and, uh, that, you know, and I heard one, one, one mother here told me one time several years ago, she said, all I've got to do is just tell my children go forward and they'll go forward. And she was right. That's why you have to be, uh, that's why you have to realize that they have to wait on that heavenly calling just like, uh, everyone else does. And, uh, that you, you can't just, you know, we, we love to see our children we love to see all of our children saved, but uh, becoming a member of Landmark Baptist Church won't save you. Going into those baptismal waters up there won't save you. And uh, so, you know, as I as I said uh, uh, when we were baptizing uh, Aniston, uh, I said, "Don't tell your children that they need to be baptized." You know, you might want to tell them they need to be saved, but don't tell them they need to be baptized because there's a lot of parents out there. I had had a parent, not here, but I had a parent, I don't know, several months ago that told me that she sat down and talked to all of her kids and told every one of them, said, there, there comes a day when y'all need to be baptized. And I told her, I said, don't tell your kids that. And she got a little upset with me over it. But, uh, but at any rate... Uh, don't tell your kids that because that's not going to get them saved. I mean, it, it may, it'll get them in the church. It'll get them in a religious organization. And like one fellow told me one time, he said, uh, if, if you exclude somebody from the church, then you're taken away out of their obituary that they have a church that they can say they're a member of. And if, if that's all that you're, if that's all that you're looking for is to look in obituary and see what church a person is a member of to, to try to find out if they were okay or not, uh, that won't get it. That just won't get it. And, and another thing is not everything that calls itself a church is a church. You know, we're, we're getting, we're getting down to that modern age at more, that more uh, progressive age. When uh, a lot of people believe if you're called to church, you're okay. And I'm, that's sad to say there's a lot of Sovereign Grace Baptists that believe that too. But it's not, it's not always true. You know, that's not always true. You know, it's uh, 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 Brother Sam and I were discussing uh, about a church that's supporting Brother Samaru. And as far as I know, uh, uh, that church... Uh, uh, is a Southern Baptist church, and, and they're they're a pretty Armenian church, and uh, so uh, you know, but that doesn't mean that you know they don't support someone. Uh, I was telling Brother Sam I got a call from a from a man who asked me. He said, "Do you know Brother Salakup in Philippines?" And uh, I said, "I know Brother Salakup." And he said, well, maybe that's the way you pronounce it. And uh, he said, somebody was telling us we want to start supporting somebody over there. 
and somebody was telling us about him and said they told us that, that you may know something about him. And I told him, I said, well, he's a good man. I said, uh, you know, if you want to support him, he's a good man to support. Uh, but uh, you, you need to be, realize, you know, that there's a possibility he may not believe just exactly the way you all do. But uh, I told him, I said, go ahead and support him. I know he can use the money. Uh, but um, but that's that's what happens all the time. And it's, uh, it, it is one of those things that, uh, you know, that uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, People don't believe exactly uh, the truths as as we know them. As I'm like I like what Brother John Pruitt says. Brother John Pruitt says uh, this is a truth as I see it and as I understand it. It's the same way with me. This is a truth as I understand it to be and as I see it to be. And so that's um, you know you you can question me a lot of times on a lot of things. But that's how I see it, and that's how I understand it. Same way with this book of Hebrews. You know, if you if you you go through the book of Hebrews here, Paul is is telling these Jews, these dispersed Jews. Paul is telling them that they are uh, that uh, as he sees it and as he understands it, they're wrong in a lot of things they're doing, and. Um, but nowadays you get you get ostracized if you tell anybody that. You'll be hated in a minute if you tell somebody that. And uh, because people want to believe people today, and, and I want to believe it, but I know it's not true. I want to believe that everybody who says they're saved is saved. I want to believe that. And, and um, but but I do know that that's not true because Apostle Paul said it that not all people that call themselves uh, Jews are Jews. And uh, that's, uh, uh, that's the way it is with salvation. Not everybody that says they have salvation has salvation. Uh, I'm going to be preaching uh, Sunday on, uh, I'll be preaching on the new birth. And, uh, and, and so uh, we'll be using uh, uh John 3 concerning the new birth and um, so that's you know without the new birth and I'll say this and I'll say this until the Lord calls me home without the new birth you're not going to heaven I don't care you can you can be a faithful as you can be in, in, in a quote unquote church or you can be as faithful as you can be studying the Bible, be as faithful as you can be. But if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. So that is a prerequisite for entering into the kingdom of God is to be, you must be born again. And, and that's the key to it. But the understanding here is that that heavenly call is that true call, that call that, uh, uh, that God, God calls his children. And then he talks about down here, there, uh, the, uh, this word partakers, he 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 says, is a very important important word in the Bible. He talks about being partakers of the gospel. Now, you know, again, if you're born again, you're going to be a partaker of the gospel because it's the, through the preaching of the gospel you're going to learn 
about being born again and to be partakers of the gospel are uh, uh, the true children of God, those that are partakers of the gospel. You know, partakers, it, here's interesting, something interesting. I didn't get to this part last week. I, I was getting, I, I wanted to give it, give it up last week, but the partakers, uh, partaker is used 22 times in the Bible. And, uh, every time it is used, it pertains to being a, uh, a part of something in which, uh, that has to do with God. Uh, every, every, every place the word partakers is used in the Bible. Let me give you, just, let me just give you some of them. Uh, such as the partakers of the Holy Ghost. You know, that the, these are things that happens after you're saved. You know, when you're saved, you become a partaker of the gospel because you have believed the gospel as it was preached to you, and you have become partakers of the gospel. But then, then it's not long after that until you become partakers of the Holy Ghost. Partakers of spiritual things. These are just statements that are made in the Bible concerning partakers, partakers of spiritual things. You know, when you, when God begins to teach you the truths, that's when you become partakers of spiritual things. Uh, partakers of His power is mentioned in the Bible. Partakers of His power. You know, we, um, you might say, well, how can I be a partaker of His power? Well, let me tell you, God can empower you to do exactly everything He wants you to do. And that become, you become partakers of His power. You know, you think, well, I just can't do this. I just can't do this, but God can, God can give you, God can make you a partaker of His power to where you can do it. And then you got partakers of the altar. Uh, that's, that's used in the Old Testament. Partakers of the altar. Partakers of the Lord's table. Partakers of the Lord's table. You know, every time you take the Lord's Supper, you become a partaker of the Lord's table. And that's, that is something that happens because you are a child of God. And it happens because for that very reason. Then, then you got the partakers of His promises. Partakers of His promises. You know, God has given you promises. He's given me promises. He's given all of us the same promises. And, and we become partakers of those promises because we become a part of those promises that God has made. And He makes you partakers of those promises. And then you have the partakers of His holiness. Partakers of His holiness. And you know, I think it's Peter that said, be ye holy as He is holy. And so we become partakers of His holiness. And then you got partakers of Christ's sufferings. You know, yeah, you know, if you're saved, you're gonna suffer. You, you, you say, well, uh, this life's, I've heard people say, well, the Christian life's a pretty easy life. Well, if you're gonna be, if, if you, if you're saved, you're gonna be partakers of His suffering. Cause suffering is gonna come. Trials are gonna come. Jesus says offenses come. They're gonna come and, and they're gonna, they're gonna be there to where you, you, you just don't know, uh, 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 what's happening. But you'd be partakers of His holy, of His, of Christ's sufferings and then lastly, partakers of his heavenly calling you know if he has truly called you to salvation 
you have been a, become a partaker of that calling that that God gives out to everyone His children. I don't care if it's it, it, as if I've as I've said before. There's only two spiritual callings in the Bible, and one of them is uh, is uh, it's to be saved. The other one is to preach the word of God. It's only two spiritual partakings or, or callings there are in the Bible, and all of those come from heaven. Every one of those come from heaven. You know, we've got to realize, as as I've said before, you know, uh, grandmother, grandfather, uncle, aunt, they, they can't call somebody to preach. The church can't call somebody to preach. Just because they may be a good speaker, just because they may be somebody who can... Uh, who can uh, 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 divide the Word of God and, and not be ashamed of their division of the Word of God, uh, that doesn't mean that they can be a preacher. That just doesn't mean they can be a preacher. If that was the case, then we've got ladies right here, and I have pastored ladies over the years that could become preachers because they do rightly divide the Word of God. And, and that's good. That's wonderful. When I, when I see that and I understand that, they, they do divide the Word of God, and, and, and as a result of it, they become partakers of His heavenly calling. You know, when God calls you, He gives you understanding. When God calls you, He gives you, He, he gives you a mind that you can begin to understand the things of God. You know, the first thing God gives you, and, and I, I, I believe this wrong at one time, but I think now pretty much got it straightened out. But when God saves you, he gives you a sound mind. Now that doesn't mean that if you, you know, if you, if you are, uh, if you have some problems, that doesn't mean God cures your problems, but he gives you a sound mind to where you can understand the things that God is calling you or teaching you uh, either, either through preaching or through the Word of God or, or through teaching, uh, those type of things. You know, you, God gives you a mind that you can understand those things. And I know that to be the very fact. You know, I know old brother uh, up here in Kentucky couldn't read and write. I mean, you could wrote his name in big letters across that wall over there, and he couldn't tell you that that was his name. But, but boy, I tell you, he, he understood spiritual things. He understood the Bible. I, I, I just wish that old brother was still living. I would love to have him down here to preach a meeting for us and have him come down. I tell you, he, he could, he could take the roof off of the church building and preach the truths of the word. And he couldn't read a, he couldn't read an ounce of it. He couldn't read a ounce of it. When he came and held the revival for us down in Cynthiana, uh, uh, I had to read all the scripture for him. He would tell me what to read, and I'd read all the scripture for him. And boy, he he preached some great messages. But uh, to be partaker of that heavenly calling. Now, only two times, listen, this, only two times in the Bible is partakers used differently. It talks about partakers of sin. You realize that? You realize that that when you when you become uh, partakers of sin, that's wrong. You know, when, and, 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 you know, people, people devise sin. Just like those people did, uh, uh, we talked about Sunday. The Bible says that they devised words that they could use against, uh, the prophet of God. 
and uh, and so that's uh, uh, that's that's when you become partakers of that sin, when when you and, and you don't want to be a partaker of sin, you you don't want anything to do with sin. I know we all we all are sinners, and we all get involved sometimes into sin before we catch ourselves and realize what we're doing is wrong. But uh, but the partakers of sin, and uh, and here's another one. Partakers of killing of the prophets. That's what he told those. That's what he told those Pharisees in the book of of, of uh, Matthew, twenty third chapter. He told those Pharisees. He said, "You all are partakers of the kill of your fathers killed the prophets, of which you are partakers of it." I don't know if they'd ever killed a prophet, but he said, "Because your fathers." Well, the prophets were sent to your fathers, and your fathers kill them. And he says you're partakers of that, even though possibly they had ne- they'd never killed a prophet. But he said you're partakers of it. And that, what that teaches me is that that there's people out there that are doomed for hell, and and there's and and they're they're going to they're going to be a, a opposition to God or opposition to the truth. All their lives, and, and even their families are going to be the same way. Now that's a, that's a sad thing, you know. Just like uh, uh, Lord Lord saved a, a, a man and his family. Well, sometimes a man and his family are just as sinful as as, as everybody are. I, I don't know how many of you saw that that little boy and girl that was killed. I can't remember where it was. But uh, they come to find out they have arrested five or six people in in being partakers of killing that little that that, that little boy and that little girl, and uh, they've arrested five people. They arrested his mother. They arrested they arrested their their mother. Arrested their daddy. They arrested their grandmother. They arrested uh, 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 some other family members as of, as being partakers of that. Of what they did, and when they're killing that little girl and little boy, you know, uh, that's one thing you don't want to be part. That's reading the Lord said, shun all appearances of evil, because you don't want to be partaker of that. That's how this word is used uh, in, in the scriptures. This word partakers is used. Now he says he he goes on to say, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now. Uh, how many of you know what the word apostle means? The word apostle means sent from God. That's why, that's when, the, when, the, when Paul and, and, and those apostles that Jesus called out, they were sent from God. They, they were ordained before the foundation of the world to be what they, what they were. They were sent from God. And, and that's what's what the word apostle means. And, and um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, was called an apostle. You know, consider, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Jesus was, was called an apostle because he was sent from God. Well, Paul was called an apostle because he was sent from God. Uh, uh, James was called an apostle because he was sent from God. And all those apostles were apostles because they were sent from God. Before they, before they were ever acknowledged it, 
uh, they, they had already been called and been sent from God to do that very thing. And, and let, me, let me say this. When you sit down and you begin to study these words and begin to understand them, I'm like Brother Ed. Yeah, Brother Ed once said that it's hard to understand some scripture if you don't understand the words uh, that's there. Uh, well, that's true. That's true because uh, you, you need to you, you need to understand that uh, that uh, all of us were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. If you're saved, all of that was done before the foundation of the world. You know, and and there's uh, Jesus Christ was chosen, was called an apostle because he was sent from God. Now we're not necessarily like that. Not unless maybe we're called to preach or something like that. It would be sent from God. Because if you remember uh, Jeremiah, God called him before he was ever born. Uh, and and so not to say, you know, someone asked me one time, they said, uh, uh, does God call preachers before they're ever born? I, I don't know, but I'm sure he does. I'm, I'm sure he's got that calling because I'm going to tell you, folks, I know by my own experience, he won't let you go. He won't let nothing happen to you. You know, I, there's a lot of things that have happened to me over the years. And uh, a lot of things I've faced with over the years, but God wouldn't let things happen to you. And I didn't learn what that was until after the Lord saved me, called me to preach. I learned, I, I, I didn't learn about uh, preservation and, and uh, until after I was saved. But God preserves those of whom he is going to use in his service. He, pre, he preserves those. And so that's, that's the meaning of the word apostle. Or as we would say today, called of God, called of God, sent of God, called of God. Jesus was sent to the earth to preach the gospel, uh, work miracles, do the will of God for, for, for his life and and for the life of those he died for. That's what he was sent for. He was sent here. He was sent here to die and, and pay the, the ransom price that was due for each and every one of us that are saved today. What a great blessing that is. <clears throat> fairly close. It's fairly close to the reason God calls preachers today. Fairly close to the reason God calls preachers. God has them set up. God has them set up. He has them ready to go. That's just like I tell them, Brother Gary out there. We know Brother Gary is already set up. We know that. So it's just, he could just get a call anytime. Maybe next call he gets will be a primary call. And, and he'll be fit to get it. And, uh, I was talking to Gary. I was talking to a man this week. I was telling him about you, and I was talking to a man this week, and he said that uh, his brother has got three kidneys. He said what they did was, he said they just, they didn't take out his old kidneys, so they just attached a good kidney to his old kidneys, and, and that's how he's using that kidney. Isn't it amazing? That's amazing what they can do and what they do. And so, uh, you know, so... You know, we, we pray for that. We pray that, and I know, I know God's got, God's got a reason why you didn't get that kidney. He's got a reason. He's got a reason. He may never tell us, 
He may never show us, but he's got a reason. That's the first thing I thought about when I prayed and I prayed and I prayed when, when, uh, and I tell you when, when we got, we got word that Brother Gary may get that kidney, I tell you, I was shouting. I was thanking the Lord, shouting and thanking the Lord for it. Uh, but then when I found out that he wasn't going to get it, then I was still shouting. I said, Lord, you got a reason. I know you do. I know you have a reason. I know God's got a reason. And so I hope and pray that every one of us may sometime find out what that reason is. He calls preachers to preach. He calls preachers to do his, preachers do his will in, 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 the, in their lives. God the Father, God the Father's will for Christ was to die for his elect, of which he did. That was God's will. That's the reason Christ came to the earth, to die for his elect children. And he did. He said himself in John, look at John 5. Turn over with me if you would. To John the fifth chapter and uh, the 19th verse. He says there, he says, uh, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. For as the Father raiseth up the, the dead... And, and quicken them, even so the Son quicken whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now, if you don't believe in God, then you don't believe in the Son. I think Kara used this in one of her devotions here recently. And uh, uh, I thought to myself when I saw it, I said, she's going to accuse me of copying that. But, but no, <laughs> anyway, but uh, we, uh, uh, that's, that's truth. That's truth. That, that is truth. That, that is what it, how it is. It, it was the great apostle Paul who said, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. He's a mediator. He goes between. He answers for us. He answers for us. And, 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 and he answers on our behalf. You know, when the, when the father, if the father says, and I'm, I'm just ad living now, if the father says, uh, uh, is Sam Henry saved? The son as a mediator said, yes, he is. Uh, there's a difference in intercessor and mediator. We'll get into that sometime later, but that's, there's a difference in those two. A mediator is the one that made the way. He made the way that we can, get to the father you couldn't get to the father except through the lord jesus christ and, and listen that teaches us a lesson about praying you know you can't pray a, you can't pray an effective prayer unless you go through jesus first you can't do it that's one of the things we said sunday 
Ask and it shall be given you. If you ask in the name of Jesus, it shall be given you. Because you've got to go through, you've got to go through the Father in order to get to the Son. You've got to go through the Son in order to get to the Father. And so that's, that's, that's a mediator. Being a mediator shows his high power and authority which was given him by God the Father. And then he talks about the high priest. He says the high priest among the Jews at the atonement day was considered as an apostle or a messenger sent from Jehovah God. The high priest, that, 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 that is the one that, uh, uh, that is the one that, uh, has access to the Father. And, and he's the one that, uh, uh, Jesus, that day of atonement, he was considered a high priest is one who went into the Holy of Holies and there he, uh, he spoke on behalf of the people. So that's what Jesus does for us. The high priest of our profession is Jesus Christ who was sent by God. A profession of Christ should be public and open for all to hear and know. Again, the great apostle Paul says, turn with Romans, Romans 10, and I'll be closing after this. In Romans the 10th chapter, he says over there, in Romans 10 and, and verse 5, he says, for, for Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Now, if you, if you think you're being saved because you're doing the right thing, then you're going to have to do the right thing, exactly the right thing for the rest of your life. You can't do the wrong. If you ever do the wrong thing, then you're lost. That's, that's why I don't understand these people who believe you can be saved today and lost tomorrow. If, if that is, then, then they're, they're, they're believing the law for salvation. Anyone who believes keeping the law for salvation is, is a person who, if you break any part of that law, then you're going to go to hell. That's the reason that they, these people teach that. But, uh, but he said here that, uh, said Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart, Who shall ascend into heavens, that is, to bring Christ down from, uh, from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even to thy mouth, and in thy heart, that is. The word of faith which we, which we, uh, preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, that's Aniston. I told Aniston, I said, Aniston, you know you're going to have to come forward and let the people know. Of course, she was eager. And, uh, but some people aren't very eager, eager to come forward. They want, they want to just go on and just let it go. But uh, that's not the way the Lord teaches us to do it. All right, let's, let's go, let's be dismissed in prayer.